Greek freak, man. Uh-oh. I don't know, man. We, I mean, we got to get beyond fanfare. Yao Ming was always number one in the all-star voting. But does that mean he was the number one player running the league at the time? Absolutely not. He had Shaquille O'Neal, Kobe Bryant, Allen Iverson, uh, Hey Bay Carmelo Anthony. As far as offensive juggernauts in that era, a little bit of Tracy McGrady too. Shout out to T-Mac for all the T-Mac fans because I'm a T-Mac hater. And uh, just, you know, it's a lot of star power during that time. And so here's the international player, the Greek freak. Same thing. A lot of fanfare for all-star voting, but when you go to this offense, excuse me, when you go to the standings, I know it's early in the season, man. I don't really want to jump too far out there. They're the number three team. They lost a few players. Obviously, PJ was one of their one of their tough guys, and he went over to the Heat. The Heat sitting at the number four spot, right underneath them. Brooklyn's number two, but the surprise is the Chicago Bulls, man. And you know what? Fuck Jordan. <laughs> Ain't no Jordan. You know what I mean? And That's the end. Hey, they read up. They read up their number one man, Demar Derozan, is doing his thing. I'm not gonna compare him to uh, the Jump Man himself, but he's holding his own. Got that team up there doing what they're doing. Surprisingly, even without Ben Simmons, uh, 76ers are the five seed right now in the Eastern Conference. Cleveland six. Toronto, Charlotte, one of my favorite teams, young teams right now. They're in the eighth spot. You know, they're just one game above 500. So, man, this episode, man, we just talking shit, man, for real. We talking shit, man. But uh, as I said, man, Buck Brand Jordan. Buck, Buck, Buck Jump, man, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, who even wears Jump Man these days? Crazy. Well, yeah, I mean crazy. it's 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 crazy, but but you know, uh, when I see that Jordan logo, it's like inner peace. You feel me? I mean, that's that's. I mean, I don't know. I I I kind of like in. Uh, I heard someone refer to Jumpman being the ghetto of Nike. Mm. I can't remember who said it. David Banner. Was in it. That's what he said, David Banner. Mm-hmm. It was the ghetto of Nike. And that's what I look at it as, man. I look at it if you are a person who has evolved over the years, you know, I, I don't expect you to wear no $700 canvas sneakers, you know, like a lot of these fools around here wearing some Chuck Taylors with some... uh patchy patchy imprint on it albeit if it's culture gucci or whatever those other uh major fashion houses are or balenciago you know but Mm. 
but but it's it's just it's like what has Jordan done for us? What has MJ did for the hood that makes people still love these retro shoes coming back around every year? I mean, you know, at the at the end of the day, you know, the patent the patent leather Jordans was the only ones I could get away with wearing the church, right? Uh but they were the cool they were the coolest space boots, absolutely. Yeah, and uh, you know, in six, I got to wear them the whole sixth grade year and half of the seventh grade year, right? So, I mean, other than that, uh, it, it it it's one of those things where Jordan is more of a figment of a lot of imagination uh, at, at this juncture, you know. But I mean, as far as the brand and things of that sort, you know, there was a, there was a lot of minds and money put behind that thing for that to happen. Amazing marketing. Yeah, Amazing Prince, marketing. The actual artist Prince uh, invested in that deal too. A lot of people don't know that. Hmm. So, but when I uh, uh, when I was at Nike All American Camp, I was able to meet the uh, four guys that were in charge of actually making the actual shoe, uh, Jordan shoe and stuff like that. So I mean, it was, I, it, you know. I never really go to Foot Locker to, to buy Jordans. I don't even go to Foot Locker. I go to Nike factory stores and stuff like that. But, you know, I think that's the, that's the age difference and things of that sort. You know what I mean? Mm. I mean, the Jordan 1s, I seen uh, somebody was looking at the Jordan 1s, trying to get a pair of them the other day. They're hot. They got the black on red Jordans. They were trying to get them at retail price before they went back in. The Italian Stallions, as they were referred to in the mm. original. Air Jordan 2s. I'm sorry. They were actually the Air Jordan 2, the Italian Stallions. And it's 2022. And, you know, we got people that are trying to buy these shoes at, I guess, a buck, buck 50, buck 80 before they start. Trying to uh, resell them at four hundred, five hundred dollars, and this is a shoe that hasn't improved. Uh, when he wore, when Jordan wore a shoe, when he put up fifty five against the Knicks, he <clears throat> said the damn shoe had his feet bleeding. So he cut that split in there. <laughs> so you know, where's the comfort? It's not even a comfortable shoe. As a as a mid top high top, it 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 looks like a, you know, a, an extended Air Force One to me, basically. But we still having people choosing to uh, invest their money into <laughs> Air Jordan over and over and over again. I mean, I'm I'm still impartial to uh, if I had to pick any, I like the Space Jam Jordans, man. When he was around that, when he was around that era, so that's five, six. Make sure I'm counting because they got them in Roman noodles, Roman numerals here as I'm looking at them. Six, seven. I rock, I rock heavily with the eights. Jordan eights that he wore in the uh, in the USA campaign in the '92 Olympics with the Dream Team. Those were pretty cool jays to me. Um, 
I've had status, quite a status quo. Yeah, I, I had quite a few, but I mean, the, I, I, the 12s that you were speaking of, which is the patent letters, mm. the 12, 13s, 12, 13, and I got to go back to the one that I like, the 7s. Those are the best. Those are the best shoes, as far as the the look, the marketing for the time and the era that I grew up in, and where I would have even thought to purchase Jordan. Like the rest of these shoes, to me, are trash. But to each his own, you know. For people that keep doubling back and keep buying the altered colors, the modified uh, 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 size of the shoe from the mids to the lows to the highs. I mean, some people got $15,000 worth of freaking Michael Jordan shoes in their closet. Oh, yeah, but, I mean, the crazy thing about it is, what if I told you it was a guy who ran track at Oregon and he took some melted rubber and put it in a waffle iron, you know, and and that's where a lot of this stuff comes from, Um, you know. So at the the end of the field night. The plight of Phil Knight. I got. You. Is that who that is? Shoe dog. Yeah. Is it? Oh, yeah, okay. Shoe yeah. Shoe dog. Yeah. Yeah. So I I wasn't quite sure, but you know, it's the status quo page. So you got people who aren't basketball fans that can tell you you wearing a pair of Jordans, right? Yeah. 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 You got, you got so people that can say that. So when you can, so when you got that going on. Uh, you know, it's it's hard to lose, and then you turn into a legacy. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, a lot of these Jordans ended up pointing vertically, with people laying on their back wearing these Jordans. You know, not in a, mm. not in a, not in a favorable way. You know, as they these these shoes are uh, synonymous in the in the urban communities, and you know, a lot of people have. Uh, Lost their lives trying to be not 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 to have the best jump shot, but you know to sling the sling the good ghetto D out there, man. So I guess. And then is. you gotta, but it's also uh, inter inter international relations too, because you know the relationship we have with China to produce these Jordans, you know we don't we can't afford any embargoes. You feel me? <laughs> yeah, man, Michael Jordan. I, I guess, I mean, with China, because the shoe, like, so the 13s, the black cats, I remember being in line, going to get those shoes when they first when they were first released, the black and white versions. Oh, my God. Loved them so much, man. Then got a chance to play in them, you know, just some street ball. And the damn soles came off. And I was mm. like, what the? <laughs> Between those mm. and the Carolina Blue original Dynasty 12s, they dry rotted off. So, these, I mean, the durability of these shoes, they definitely weren't made for street ball because I was playing on a blacktop surface. And that sole, I went cut one way, and the sole was left there. And I was like, what the hell? Happened in two pair of Jordans for me, man. And that's when I gave up hope on them. I went home immediately and just told my cousin, who was never going to pay full price for them, 
I will sell you every shoe at half price that I got in my closet, man. And mm. that 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 ended my relationship with with the whole jump man. For me personally, wearing them, I mean, I I bought them for my kids. I mean, it's cheap thirty bucks shoe, you know, for them until they hit a certain foot size. But I was done with Jordan in probably like ninety eight, ninety nine. Good. Yeah, but I mean, you know, nowadays, not to go off topic, but the the Kyrie's and you know the Steph Curry's and and, and things of that sort. Uh, you know, I think they take a lot more precedence as far as an actual playing shoe. You know, nowadays, if a player's playing in Jordans, it's it's for cosmetics, right? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much, even the football players like uh, Des Bryant. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Randy Moss were definitely known. I think T.O. as well were known to have uh, modified uh, Air Jordan cleat. Uh, more mm-hmm. specifically, oh you cleat. I don't know about OU, but oh yeah, yeah, know. oh yeah, no OU. Uh, so OU, there's been several OU players that have gotten in trouble with the NCAA uh, for actually selling some of their Jordan cleats for over, you know, six to seven hundred dollars. Oh, okay, interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, that's no longer because of the uh, the wonderful wonderful NIL rule change. But I, I think it was the '98, the uh, race readies, the '98 shoe. The, so that would be the 14s were commonly seen on the football field, if I'm not mistaken, you know, from those particular players. Because, I mean, you know, you had to have money to do stuff like that at the end of the day. I know it was one uh, one football player that took pride in having some shoes modified. I think he had the ones. He played in Green Bay. He had the ones customized, and that was like – are you serious? Are you seriously playing this modified ones with some spikes on the bottom? Good luck, Chuck. Good luck. But yeah, man, today's shoes they're a little different. Kyrie's, KD's. I'm not gonna get hung up, man. I'm I'm jumping on Jordan because we had the uh, little post on the line the other day where it was saying, "What were the '90 shoes that you liked other than the Michael Jordan shoes?" And we had the uh, CB4s, Penny Hardaways. Uh, Pippins, all those shoes on there, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and but but also Jordan, you know, dominated a uh an era where we had British Knights. Remember, we had Grant Hill, Jerry Stackhouse, Fila, right? We had Adidas, we had Shaquille O'Neal with Reebok. So we had about five or six uh different shoe companies. That were battling hardcore back then, also, right? You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, and nowadays, I mean, there's only like two to three brands, uh, honestly, uh, two if you ask the real poopers. And you know, Under Armour has has come a long ways and things of that sort. You know, Under Armour is a pseudo Reebok back in the '90s, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but yeah, I mean, but like I said, I mean, you gotta, you look good, if you play good, baby. There it is, man. Champa Bay, man. You know we ain't getting past A.B. 
Champa Bay. Champa Bay. They're trying to go for two in a row, man. We had uh, some A-B discussion. And A-B. A-B. If you don't know who I'm talking about, Antonio Brown. He is making his rounds with the podcast world. Oh, man. He was seen over here. Ocho Cinco was talking about A.B. On the, uh, on the on the newly newly launched Pivot podcast. Shout out to my brothers over there. You know what I'm saying? Fred Taylor, Channing Crowden, uh, Ryan Clark, A.B. stopped by the Pivot, if you're not familiar with that. Uh, Taylor and Crowder were originally on the show with uh, Brandon. Can't remember Brandon's name. I'm drawing a blank right now, but uh, uh, I am hey, athlete. What? I am athlete. I am athlete. Mm-hmm. Nah, 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 nah. Brian, uh, Brandon, wide receiver from the Denver, Chicago. But anyway, they were on that show, and uh, they went. They parted their ways, and they're, they're relaunching, extending their brand with the pivot. They was talking to AB with Chad Ocho Cinco today. Uh, AB was on uh, looks looks like Full Sin podcast. He's touring the New York area right now, making his rounds, saying what he got to say. He got a record that he released called Pit Not Palace, where he mm. dropped his own record. <laughs> Kanye said, "Hey, B, no pun. Hey, come holler at me, AB. Come hit me up in the studio. So we got to see if that if that happens." If he uh, links up with Kanye, AB's on the road, man. Despite him uh, rolling out from Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, looks like he's winning all around, man. Although people were like, "Hey, this guy's crazy, CTE, this, that, and the other." I don't know, man. He's making a lot of conscious decisions that it looks like it's gonna benefit him financially and his family. So, well, I mean, watching AB right now. I, honestly, I don't really need to watch the Super Bowl, right? Because uh, he already won it. <laughs> hey, man, Tampa Bay, man. Tampa Bay, and salute to the Baltimore Ravens quarterback, man. Right now, uh, before the clock strikes 12, Lamar Jackson, you know, Kodak Black has some words to say about uh, A.B. Should have joined the Ravens, so that's why I'm bringing him up. It's been a hell of a week, man, media-wise for that guy. Uh, it's been a it's been a great week for him. I mean, there's 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 nothing like being loved for being yourself, right? And uh, you know, I think that's what we. Well, like I said, I mean, uh, he chose to make a decision, you know, without violence and things of that that way. And then, so I mean, it, it's just so funny how you have some of these different characters to uh, come out with this self diagnostics and things of that sort. Uh, where sometimes we really, we got to be careful and, you know, sort of study uh, what's going on and things of that sort. But like I said, the, the most important thing with what's going on with AV uh, is is how he's handled uh, the fame, not newly found fame, but how he's handled being infamous to a certain degree, you know. Um, I never thought that he would say what he did about Tom Brady, you know, and I think it's quote unquote, uh, Tom Brady, uh, 
Tom Brady like Tom Brady is my friend because I'm a good football player. Um, and you know that may get a little sticky and tricky, but you know I think Americans are infatuated uh, with reality, right? With legality, reality. Uh, how are you going to get through this discrepancy? Because I I got into a lot of disagreements with certain individual people. You know, who says he's not going to get resigned? And I, I think that's totally false. Because, I mean, somebody's got $5 million out there where we'll give you this with no incentive. We'll know you win in the uh, end at the NFPLA. <laughs> hey, right now, AB's undefeated, man. He, he sued the uh, Patriots. $9 million deal, played one game. They say, you know what? Let's break bread, break even at $5 million. Uh, even with the uh, wonderful, what's the guys over there? Las Vegas Raiders sued them. Didn't play a game, didn't play a down. He won over there as well. So there you go. You know, that's the saga with AB. Uh, situation stands. He and his attorney went in to try to renegotiate and guarantee $2 million of the remaining $2 million of his contract on the one-year deal that he had with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and they refused. So, mm. you know, and, and, and my, and I'm sorry to interrupt you, Tom. My, and my, biggest thing, my biggest thing with that is uh, a lot of people forget that you know, Michael Jordan is a very – he's very fond of gambling, isn't he? Absolutely. A lot of records so, by him, you know, risking it all. So, uh, A.B. is a – if he's getting this much love from walking away and things in that story, I, I just think certain people are not money-driven, but I think certain people are driven by what's rightfully owed to them at the end of the day, you know. Uh, so, I mean, I don't want the narrative to spin off like A.B. is broke. You know, he really needs that money bad. It's, no, if, if I'm running the routes and I'm not pulling up whether I get the ball or not, why should I be punished by Zion Center? Uh, a lot of emotions, man. A lot of emotions. But one thing I can say about the guy at the end of the day, mentally in his head, he's a football machine. Uh, his father was a dominant, dominant player, noted as one of the best players to even play the game of arena football, 303 touchdowns, as you and I touched on uh, in other conversations. So this is what we have, man. We have a guy who fought for it all of his life, from high school to get to college, from college to the pros to prove himself. As he said, he got the $100 million contract. And he's, in quote, his words. Hey man, he say you up thirty million, man. He say the house paid off. So, if that is the case, and uh, this season has been a very long season, yet entertaining, as you said, one of the most entertaining seasons because definitely got a lot of storylines. They did it. They did it without anybody being called a son of a beep. You know what I'm saying? So, absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, if everything is what it is. Like I said, man, they added this additional week, week 18. A lot of these guys were not up to it, man. They was like, man, fuck that shit. 
you know, at the end of the day. So uh, A.B. got alternatives. You know, he's utilizing his influence. And that's what a lot of things, these millennials and Gen A, B, C, D, E, F, G, whatever ones they own these days, they believe in that stuff, man. So from an influencer standpoint, I guess he's going to find another way to the bag. You know, he's a wide receiver, man. He's running the, he's running the A-B route. He's running the nine long route the long way and say, hey, you ain't going to give me two million that way. I'm going to get two million this way plus whatever I got to do. I'm a champion. I want a ring already. Not to say that he wouldn't mind having another ring, um, but the story is the saga about whether he was injured or not. It's a foot saga. He's releasing text messages and video as Intel saying, yo, it's what I said it was. I don't care who believes me, but that's what he attempted to do, utilizing uh, Twitterverse and Instagram this week. And uh, I'm sure the podcast is going to be entertaining once they actually cut, edit, and release. And like I said, it's been busy, man. A.B., that boy been busy. Kanye calling. Kanye calling. Kanye on line one. Well, and that's what uh, that's what I'm trying to. At the end of the day, Tom, we have to think about this. With all antics put aside, and we're going mano y mano. At the end of the day, if I'm a team owner, executive, whatever you want to call it, does he still have value? Huh. I mean, it's debatable. It's debatable because. Man, I'm about to say some things that's going to be controversial, but you got to say it every now and again, man. In a white man's executive world, huh, you know, it, you know, it, they could beg to differ from from an image standpoint. Uh, from the game perspective, I mean, like I say, he's a football machine. You know, he's, he's, he's willing to run, sweat. Do what it takes to get get himself ready to play. Uh, I'll just present the question that you said the other day. Can he put up another thousand yard season? Mm. At the at this age, he'll be thirty four next year. Coming back off of some sensitive foot surgery, said he's going to have the surgery on his foot um to repair whatever the issue is there i'm not going to get into detail because i don't want to miss misstate misquote but nonetheless it's, it's something wrong with the foot if it can be repaired he gets back on the field question is can he can he can he produce another thousand yards can he give you another 10 touchdowns at least and does he lead your team anywhere from a uh, production standpoint, not as a team leader. He's never been the team leader. But from a production standpoint, does that does that production add value to a franchise to put them in best position to either, you know, one, get in the playoffs, and two, uh, compete for a championship? Mm. I think uh, I think there's a quarterback by the name of Lamar Jackson. I think those boys are from the same area to a certain degree, uh, where he he could have made Lamar's life a little bit easier, right? So I mean, you got it. So with that being said, 
if he easily can walk away from almost winning his second Super Bowl that easily, right, so to speak, then you got then then at the end of the day, the guy is more about competing and fighting than winning. He wants to play football. He's a football player. At the end of the day, that's all I see. That's a, that's that's what it is. I mean, I mean, he's he's a professional entrepreneur that earns the majority of his buck right now on the field. Uh, above and beyond that, you know, there's a lot to be discussed about health, mental status, mental well-being. I'm sorry, uh, things of those nature that I'm not gonna get into. But AB is a he, he he's a uh, He's a, he's a uh, quintessential personality, wide receiver personality, diva personality that we've come to expect in the African-American wide receiver over the years. I mean, a lot of these guys set the tone like, uh, you know, in their heyday, Michael Michael Playmaker, Playmaker at, uh, Irving, uh, You're right. Keyshawn, Keyshawn giving the damn ball. Johnson, uh, <laughs> you know, not so much those those older guys, but you know, Bullet Bob Hayes, Lynn Swan, Keyshawn, you know, yeah, man, Keyshawn, yeah, the, man, and the original Buccaneer, original Buccaneer, uh, winning a championship with them in 2002, and uh, Mark Super Duper Clayton down with the Miami Dolphins and. Uh, I mean, Mark, Mark Super Duper, Mark Duper, and Mark Clayton, the Marks brothers. I mean, let's not forget about them because they, nobody could compete with them at the time. They made Dan Marino. Uh, hot shot receivers, man. It's it's just, it's been a list of them. T.O., uh, Randy Moss, Chris Carter, and so on and so on and so on, man. A lot of wide receivers over the years that are, uh, I have been flamboyant in regards to you know, being very expressive in regards to uh, how how confident they were in their ability to compete successfully on the field and, and put up points, get yards, win games. And AB falls right in that category, man. You know, he does it a little different now. He he models a little bit. <laughs> He's uh, doing the uh, the rap thing and. You know he's he's utilizing his 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 appearance his likeness to the best of his ability at this point, which a lot of guys didn't do back in the days. You know they relied on mm-hmm. the movement of the agent, and um, apparently, you know, working with his agent or his agent just saying, "Hey, I'll follow your lead." At this point, AB is living the life of the HBO TV show Ballers in real life right now, man. He's playing that thing out the way he wants to play it out. He's doing it his way. Absolutely. And, uh, what? So what previous uh, discrepancies did Bruce Ayers have with uh, A.B.? Hey, don't get me the line. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, no, but well, since he's labeled a troublemaker, I want to know uh, what discrepancies what... did he have with the Buccaneers? Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, nothing's come out to that effect uh, of him being a troublemaker. I mean, they say, you know, he's done everything that he asked him to do aside aside from uh, the way things played out on the sideline in New York last weekend where there's a discrepancy over 
um, whether or not the team cleared him to play, a shot was taken to uh, numb up the foot uh, versus, you know, Antonio Brown saying that, you know, everyone was in the know in regards to his status of not being 100%. But above and, that, above and beyond that, I mean, the, the COVID issue is the COVID issue. At the end of the day, some people just don't believe in the vaccination. I don't. I don't think that's a radical thing in regards to him being a distraction. That was, you know, a private situation where he tried to uh, um, deceive people or the, the, to cheat the process in regards to not taking the shot, but finding someone to write a COVID card for him and trying to trying to get his status up so that he could play for the team since the team was requiring him to have a shot. But it's kind of crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Because if that was the case, uh, he's never said he went back and got vaccinated. Mm-hmm. So was it water under the bridge after it was found that the cards were fraudulent? I don't know. It's 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 a lot of confusion there, but Again, the guy hasn't been a menace. He's he's been who he should be as far as uh, uh, an athlete that shows up for work, do his job, keep it moving. Now things are unraveling. Uh, I'm sure there's contact with him. He's a person that's not going to let you try to intimidate him, you know, privately. He's going to bring it publicly so he can let people know, hey, if I do respond, I'm responding because I'm responding as a reactive situation. I'm not going to let nobody punk me from via text, you know, direct messages or whatever the case may be from behind the scenes. That's the only, that's my only assumption of Antonio Brown at this point. Mm. Well, and that's what I was, I thought was very interesting because I, I never heard any reports of missing practice, uh, falling asleep in meetings. I don't, I don't, I don't hear anything like that. You know what I mean? Nah, really doesn't, man. But um, I mean, I'm gonna kick the ball. We're gonna punt. We're gonna move on, man. <laughs> Help me do. Hey, this guy, he dominates. He dominates the headlines. We're gonna see a lot of him over the next couple of weeks. I mean, you may as well call him the Super Bowl at this point. Like you said, he he's won the Super Bowl yet again because it's all about him. As they're embarking upon weeks 18, getting ready to head into the playoffs in a few weeks. But everybody's talking about Antonio Brown, and currently he's a free agent as of yesterday. He, well, no, he hasn't cleared waiver, but he was released by the Buccaneers. So he'll be a free agent pretty soon once he clears waivers. Um, and uh, that's that. There's plenty of teams need a wide receiver. We don't need to talk about it. Here, here, man. NBA, man. Crazy stuff going on. Mm. Crazy stuff going on, man. Rudy mm. Gobert has COVID again. Uh, my guy, Joe Rogan, the podcaster, has COVID after he had the Dr. Robert Malone podcast, 1757. Look it up on his show talking about the vaccine, 
vaccination. The creator of the vaccine was on his show. And uh, mm. all of a sudden, now he is now COVID positive. Uh, and, and I, again, I want to reiterate, Rudy Gobert has COVID again. And what that means to me is the NBA, maybe the world is in trouble because that's when this thing, that's when ish hit the fan is when they announced that Utah Jazz, Rudy Gobert, tested positive for COVID. You guys don't recall, that's literally when the world was set to shut down again. Uh, well, well, the world was set to shut down. So I hope that ain't the case as far as us shutting down completely. Uh, but he's tested positive for COVID. Man, we got the announcers over at the Wizards. Man. Mm. Man. Did you hear about this one? Oh, yeah. Did you hear about this one? Kevin Porter Jr. Glenn, Glenn, yeah, Kevin Porter Jr., man. Glenn Counselor, the uh, announcer for the Washington Wizards, had to apologize to Kevin Porter Jr.'s father on Wednesday, um, on Wednesday night broadcast, because uh, some inflammatory comments. uh, I'm not going to repeat them directly, but Kevin Porter's father uh, killed someone, and the announcer made a reference to that as he was talking about the gameplay of Porter that night. And, um, huh. Huh. Whoa. Well, where, I mean, where do, there's, uh... where, where, where do we draw the line, man? Because, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to be sensitive to the issue. And, I mean, I'm not a super, super public figure, you know, but and, and we're not being broadcast to millions of people, not yet. Come on, y'all, keep sharing the podcast, though. But where do you draw uh, the line, man? Well, you, you, uh, well, you, 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 you sort of draw a picture, I personally think. And uh, the, the, the concerning thing is, you know, uh, as a – you know, when you when you're doing live broadcast and things of that sort, it's a, it's a get, cat and mouse game of whatever comes to mind. And I, I just wonder, you know, what was what was on that sports announcer's mind for that to be the first thing to pop out of your mouth, right? <laughs> hey, listen. First of all, you don't know Kevin Porter Jr.'s background. He's known for having anger management issues. Uh, just last week, uh, he ripped his jersey. Uh, he, well, he he took off at halftime too, after disagreeing with uh, the coaches and the way things were going during the game where the Houston Rockets were playing uh, last Saturday night. Uh, he was suspended for a game afterwards. But this guy is he can easily be triggered, apparently. And no pun, and I'm 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 not trying to, you know, have a play on words myself, but I'm I'm using the proper terminology in regards to setting someone off. But Kevin Porter Jr. could be triggered. They're playing against Washington Wizards at any other point, and he sees this guy, and he just has red in his eyes. We don't know. If this kid is gonna just come up and you know have a Latrell Sprewell moment and choke the crap out of this guy, 
because he said he's apologized over social media. It wasn't a direct team relations situation where they got the player on the phone or video conference to speak to this man. He just put out a statement because he's catching a lot of heat for what he said. So I I look at it as it's unresolved because the player technically hasn't acknowledged it. Mm. Like counter the uh the radio analyst is just basically trying to save his ass at this point so he doesn't get canned. Yeah, but, well there's 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 two things, Tom. Uh you know, people's kids, people's parents. Yeah. Two things. Uh we don't you don't talk about I, and notice, I didn't, I didn't stay your, your wife or your girlfriend, right? Because, you know, that, you know, in sports and stuff like that, you know, that's, that's kind of commendable in certain parts. But somebody's parent and somebody's kids, you stay away from it. Yep. LeBron tweeted his displeasure, man. Retweeted, said, hey, man, we're in a profession where it's your job to do your due diligence, as James said in quote. And uh, a lot of these announcers have made gaffes, stupid comments over the years. Listening to the sports animal, man, giving you a shout-out, giving you a guy a shout-out, that's a little bit what they're talking about. And, and and even he said, all of these guys put their foot in their mouths at some point and make them and mess up, you know, from the Howard Cosells to uh, Don Imus. You know, and so on, and so on, and so on, and so on, man. They, it, it seems like, it seems like our white constituents at some point uh, have two, one too many drinks on the job, man, and 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 just start feeling themselves and speaking, speaking, you know, crazy, recklessly to where they put their foot in their mouth and they can't come back from it. So, I mean, and that's what I uh, asked the University of Phoenix. Uh, when I tried to sign up, I couldn't find an online diversity course, so I couldn't go back <laughs> to school. Damn. Well, it is what it is, man. I hope they fix that issue. I mean, it's been crazy. It's crazy. We're going over sports, you know, uh, running through it real quick. COVID, 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 man, Omicron, man. All I can tell you all is they saying it's at the front of the nose, not deep in the throat, not deep in the mm-hmm. nose. Do what you got to do yourself at this point, man, since uh, a lot of people are getting it at an alarming rate, but the difference with this is Omicron, there has not been any deaths resulting from Omicron. Oh, my bad, just one, despite how they're speaking on it. And this is coming from Dr. Robert Malone. Again, he created the vaccine, the Moderna vaccine. So he talked about it in depth on Rogan's show. Uh, I, I'm just hopefully speaking from his medical expertise to, to to make this statement that I'm saying, you know, never to try to rub anybody because COVID is so sensitive when you're having conversations about it. But it's also helpful. So what are you trying point. to say? With So are you trying to say, I mean, I, so do I have three to five seconds if I drop my piece of chicken on the floor? What are you trying to tell me? <laughs> Oh, your mother breath. And what do we say? What do we say? Uh, God bless the germs. God bless the worms. Something to that effect. 
you know, yeah. you know, blow it and so, keep it moving. So man. since it's Omni, so and what's the name of this strain again? I'm sorry. I, I, hey, I mean, uh, Omicron or something to that effect. I'm not trying to get it wrong, but uh, oh, that's okay. All. So, so, so that's the one that um. So if I have that one, I'm okay, right? Yeah, they. I mean, this one is totally, totally, totally curable. I mean, he said there's been one reported death out of all from this particular strand. He said the beta COVID is dying down. He said Delta is very, very, very active. That's where you know that's what's still getting people is the Delta, according to that particular doctor. Uh, like I said, it's an interesting podcast. And uh, this stuff is all knowledge, man. I I I listen to the my fellow men to try to uh, bring the best information that I can bring. It doesn't have to always be entertainment. Some of it can just be simply informative and uh, to do what we got to do. But <laughs> that's that's where we at with COVID right now, man. It's, they say it's at the front. It's more like a common cold. That's why so many people are testing positive for it unlike uh, the Delta variant and the initial beta COVID coronavirus, as they called it when it came around. That's all I got to say about the COVID disease, man. So any other things to add about it? Uh, well, one, one of the things that kind of crosses my mind is uh, – we we always talk about uh, preventative measures, you know, as far as certain hygiene and being around people and things of that matter. But it will be very interesting to see what the FDA and the CDC have to say about uh, dietary supplements uh, and things of that sort. Because I don't know if anybody's been to Walgreens or CVS or whatever pharmacy, uh, but but uh, vitamins cost more than cocaine right now. You know, uh, <laughs> you know. So I mean, you know, we hear about blueberries, a lot of antioxidants, vitamin C, and things of that sort. So what I have to say about that is, I, I think people uh, have to, you know, we got we got to stop cooking the green beans from the canned goods, right? You know, we gotta we gotta start eating some fresh fruits, uh, uh, things of that sort. I'm not saying go vegan or vegetarian or anything like that. But, you know, uh, planet Earth is green and blue for a reason, right? Yeah, man. And you got to think about it. As they always say, these animals don't eat meat. But I'm pumped. Yeah, man. Those gummy vitamins. Yeah, the ones, especially the ones that's covered, it's like, it's, I don't know if it's like sugar to get me to take it, and it's like an orange spicer. Uh, God, I love those. <laughs> yeah, what, what is gummy? Gelatin, cow drippings or something to that effect. But hey, enjoy yourself, man. Knock yourself out, man. Mm-hmm. Whatever you got to do to stay healthy, like I always say, man, I'm not going to preach. I'm not going to teach. I'm, I'm not going to even point you in any direction when we talking about the COVID disease. I mean, do what's best, but, you know, you can't avoid not speaking on it. You can't look past it because it's, hey, man, it's active in these streets, man. You know what I mean? It's it's as active as that, uh, that fentanyl out there, man. Mm-hmm. 
Man, <laughs> that's everywhere too. I mean, uh, like I said, I mean, I can't say that word with CVS and Walgreens in the same sentence. Power to make you hyper. Reef will make you calm. Goody mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Man, things heating up in sports though, man. We got the national championship game coming Monday. Uh, we pretty much know the outcome. Hey, Alabama, congratulations on another, um, you know, well, not it goes. And then February 2nd, keep your eyes open, man. It's going to be big. A lot of hoopla. High school football national signing day is the next big thing, man. February 2nd. Uh-oh. That second round is going down. Uh-oh. You know what I'm saying? We we had some interesting things happen thus far with the early signings. So, <laughs> you know. There's a lot to come to see what's going on during that uh that that initial that that official signing date, man. Hey, man, DJ Kid Capri, <laughs> Coffin got the whole. Well, well, with that national signing day, I mean, should should we send the check to the Negro College Fund before or after? <laughs> hey, man, is Lou Rawls still around? <laughs> <laughs> Because I don't want to see De- well, I don't want to see Dion on ESPN again on National hey, Signing Day. You know what I'm saying? Hey, hey, running, running, uh, running those last thirty yards, man. But R.I.P. Man is sitting in Portier, man. He passed away. Yeah. Uh, young Dolph, uh, suspect. Uh, they they on the they chasing him. They chasing him. They chasing him. I ain't gonna get into mm. that, man. That street talk. Let mm-hmm. them boys be how they gonna be. Cause I don't know no. Rips, Bloods, GD, folks. I ain't trying to have nobody knocking at my door talking about what my opinion is on that situation. But I rap the rapping, the rapping profession is very dangerous, man. But it's crazy, crazy out there, man. That we still are uh, killing our own in this era at an alarming rate when we were so concerned and uh, you know years past worrying about someone coming to kill us. You know, that was of another complexion, but my have times changed. Yeah, and you know, on on that note, uh you know, you you often wonder if those same guys are around uh for another million man march uh somewhere, you know, holding the mirror up as we walk. Yeah. Yeah, man, it's crazy, it's crazy, man, crazy, 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 but, hey, back to racism. Airbnb will be uh, using initials during the booking to prevent discrimination of black renters. Seems as though the people in Oregon forgot who uh, uh, attracts people to their state, you know, Mm. albeit... (laughs) The Oregon Ducks, the Beavers, uh, Portland Trail Blazers, uh, you know, they forgot who attract people to the state at the end of the day. So for some crazy reason, we're having some issues with the Airbnb bookings out there. You know, if you are of African descent, or the diaspora, or Indian diaspora, or melanated diaspora, whatever label you want to put on it or declare yourself, 
I just say, man, stuff like this, the way we take action, man, I think the kids got to wake up, man. We can't can't protest anymore walking down the street, you know, as you were saying, Million Man March. How about we just pull out and say, fuck that shit, man. All the black athletes, all ass. And, uh, yeah, I know you can smoke weed. I know there's a lot of dispensaries out there, but uh, I don't know too many people flocking to Oregon just to flock to Oregon. Mm, no, I, uh, yeah, I mean, and you got Nike out there, too, and uh, Beaverton. But, uh, no, Oregon, is, uh, Oregon has always been a very uh, progressive conservative place if you can actually put those two words in the same stanza uh you know but it's the pacific northwest so you got a lot of idle time and idle land in certain spots well well some of the here here's here some of the issues what we have right some of the renters uh some of the rental owners discriminate against prospective renters of ethnic sounding names they claim blacks oh i'm sorry i thought it was an aflac Aflac commercial, but uh, the Negroes or black people, you know, trying to be politically correct. Uh, I prefer renters, color. Oh, whoa. Okay. I ain't going to take it there. <laughs> they claim that us folks, renters, throw drug-fueled parties, cause property damage, and mm-hmm. commit chargeback fraud. Hmm. I believe. It. Where do where do we get these ideas from? Uh, Habib. We, uh, or 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 who or who are we emulating? I mean, I uh, like I said, man. They said if it would have been white collar, we wouldn't be here. <laughs> exactly, man. I mean, like I said. The grant. The reality is this: nobody's going to in Oregon, other than to watch a freaking football or a basketball event because their child, family member, friends, cousin, or if they're a thotty groupie flying into town trying to make a little money, they boo thing is playing in the game, and then they're out of there. At the end of the day, there are no major festivals that I know of. You know that people are so excited to run to Oregon for. We know the again Oregon Ducks, the Oregon Beavers. That that's the state university, Portland Trailblazers. Mm-hmm. Nothing more than that. I think the thing of it is this, right? And and I make these now. This is controversial. I think Caucasians with so much money, so much access that like to cry over menial stuff like this, why don't you move out of the U.S.? Why don't you go find your homeland? Go back to where you came from, as y'all love to say to other people. Go find your roots and see if it's any better when you return to Ireland, when you return to Europe, England, Spain, all of these other places. Ain't going to treat you like dirt because you're the outsider for the most part. Mm. Or you have, or you, or you, or you, you're so full of yourself as an entitled American. So for what it stands, we're all here. Just give everybody a freaking fair shot. If you got insurance, guess what? It's going to cover the shit anyways. So what Mm -hmm. are you complaining for? 
you chose to utilize an investment property or you chose to put your property up and utilize it for passive income to rent to whomever. Those are the odds that could possibly happen in those scenarios. So what are you bitching for? If you got your deductibles in place, your claims in place, in the event of property damage, X, Y, and Z, you're going to get paid for it no matter what. So I don't even know why this is even in the news, man. Well, my biggest thing is if I was to uh, start a cult or eternal militia group of some sort, Oregon Whoa. seems to me to be a very good place. Hey, man, we just like to hang out in the bushes, smoke our doobies, and shoot at uh, practice shooting our guns. And yeah, that's where maybe, I learned the term Anglo-Saxon was in Oregon. Yeah, maybe hunt a little bit. I, I mean, I mean, you know, don't, don't, you know, don't smite us because you know, in the Oregon Trail, we kind of came up here as Puritans, Puritans because you know we wanted to get away from everybody else. We wanted mm -hmm. to escape all color, and that's why we forced our way out here. You know, as the history books wrote it, but true to light. I mean, the whole West Coast has been discriminated against people of color since the 1950s. Document it. Hurry up and buy. It ain't nothing new. I mean, they stole property from people who have passed away. They've slipped into the West Indies. They had somebody sign deals to for, forfeit over uh, thousands of acres of land from the first black millionaire. That was denoted in the book, the first black millionaire. So, come on, y'all. Stop your crabbing. Stop your crabbing. Stop your crabbing, man. Don't worry. Be happy. Says Bobby McFerrin. Fearson. Fearson. Bobby McFerrin. Let me get it right. And uh, I'm moving on, man. What else out there, man? What's on your mind? Well, Close I mean, doors. Uh, basically, uh, I wanted to touch on, you know, with basketball season really coming up in full swing, uh, I, I, I want to I touch on uh, social media, all Americans. Okay. Um, Hold on. Time out, time out. Let's take a 20 second. Mm -hmm. Let's take a 20 second time out. Let's reset, and we'll be right back. All right. So, basically, social media, all Americans, in uh, basketball, you know, it's it's really starting to ruin the game, uh, things of that sort. And more importantly, it, it's really giving this young particular athlete uh, a false security to a certain degree. Uh, because what we what we have here is, I I believe that social media is a beautiful thing. Uh, but what we have here, in particular, the game of basketball right now. And I'm talking about mainly with the high schoolers and things of that sort is, you know, is we're putting too many highlight tapes. That's one thing. The second thing is, uh, we're putting too much stock, uh, into a 16 or a 17 year old kid who cognitively, you know, is, is reptilian lobe in his brain is, is still forming, is still formulating things of that matter. Uh, and, the the thing of it is is we're we're so quick to give four and five stars 
uh, to these kids who some of them not even done growing and some of them are done growing, you know, but mentally uh, we're, we're not being honest with them. And, and this is where the problem lies is we, we got the, we pay so much money to get data to get these Kevin Durant, uh, you know, to get these um, Steph Curry, supposedly he went to Davidson, you know, which is a little bit different story. But like I said, my, my thing is, is we have to stop the social media posting as parents, right? Uh, and, and this coincides with the transfer rate too, because there's been a lot of leniency as far as transfers. Uh, not only in basketball, but in other sports also. But what this does is it takes away from my kid to be able to battle in a climatical situation. I think it's very important for parents to understand you have to see your kid go through climatical uh, things in their life to monitor them and to see how they're going to get through it, you know. That's what we do as coaches and things of that sort, too. And what happens with these social media All-Americans is they get a false sense of security. As soon as they hit, you know, the NBA or as soon as they hit a college campus, they're really set back for a disappointment, you know. Because, Tom, when me and you were growing up, we got to read the newspaper. That newspaper didn't, wasn't followed by 26,000 comments under it, right? No. Not at all. So, you know, it, it it's one of those things where, you know, cut the phone off. Uh I, I'm not saying don't make highlight takes. I'm not I'm not saying don't market yourself. But I'm saying put your stuff uh you know, in the right platform where it's gonna be seen by a lot of people. And and the second thing I want to notion is uh you know, dad's in the stand be a fan. Uh, you got a six foot five son. He's a junior. He's a top 20 player in your state. Be quiet. If his coach doesn't know what he's doing, be quiet. Uh, if he makes a mistake, I'm pretty sure he knows he made a mistake. Be quiet because he's trying to be recruited right now. As soon as that college recruiter or or whoever walks in the facility and he sees the parent is louder than the coach, he's not going to get recruited. So please, a be a fan. A lot of etiquette. Yeah, a lot of etiquette that uh, people have to start practicing, you know, uh, from the parent to the prospect. Um, mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> Stop using the word gang, <laughs> first and foremost, mm -hmm. please. You know what I mean? Uh, be realistic. You know, if you're doing highlight tapes, man, don't use tapes with profanity in it. I mean, we live mm -hmm. in an era where everyone feels like they can do as I will from any given age once someone mm -hmm. takes an active interest in them, but fact of the matter is from watching you shoot your jumpers and I'm hearing the most profane lyrics in the background what's going to really take precedence 
as I'm trying to evaluate you. Mm-hmm. And I'll leave that rhetorical list right there. But <clears throat> let's throw some names out there, man. Mikey Williams. Mikey Williams mm. was a San Diego kid. I see now. I'm just I'm just jumping on right now as, as you were speaking. Mikey Williams is uh, he's moved, man. He's North Carolina. Hmm. He is in North Carolina as he signed his Puma deal, and he's a listed as a six three guard. He's going to Lake Norman Christian High School. I've never heard of them being a perennial uh, or making the ranks, but uh, Lake Norman Christian High School is uh, where Mikey Williams will be showcasing his talent in his junior season mm. basketball. So, you know, there you go talking about the uh, transfers. And that's one of those things, man. I mean, it's kind of crazy. Like, one day you can look up. One day you can look up and this kid is at one school. Next day, next day you know, he's in a whole other state, you know. Like damn, you know it's 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 very hard to follow some of these athletes and their movement. Is it really for them? Mm. Is it beneficial for them? The parent, you know, who 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 is the move beneficial for? Like, I mean, the the big schools we definitely know about, like uh, you know, Oak Hill Academy from years past is one that sticks mm-hmm. out in my head. You know, I've heard mm-hmm. them. Carmelo Anthony, uh, uh, Amari Stoudemire, and so on and so on and so on. I, I think maybe T-Mac might have did play there for a little bit too. But needless to say, you know, man, to, to, to jump around like this, man, it's kind of it's crazy for some of these kids because I look at it like this. If you're the star, you're the chosen one, they've already – you know, giving you the money through this NIL agreement or or contracted and partnered with you, why not stay where you are? Show us what you got over there. Just high school. You know, he's already pegged to go to UNC. So shout out to Hubie, uh, Hubert Davis over there at uh, University of North Carolina in Chapel Hill. Don't lose this guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. don't, don't lose this guy, man. But um, one thing I want to add to this is this is is uh, to me uh, American high school basketball. If I am that player, if I am that big budding superstar, I'm the parent or the player. I don't want to play in the U.S. anymore. Mm. When I when I, when I get to the when I get to just knowing what I know now, when I get to 13, 14, 15 years old, I just want an agent. Get me an agent and get me to go overseas and play ball so I can hone my skills and become a skillful skillful basketball player. Uh, most of these guys now that I see, they, they're living off agility. They're living That's off it. having to having the ability to jump as high as they can, dunk the ball, 360 spin, dunk. <laughs> and, uh, you know, not to crap on Westbrook, even though he's 
averaged a triple-double for the last three years, you can't shoot worth crap, Russell Westbrook. Despite all of the numbers that you're putting up statistically. And a person like that, as I'm going back and forth from the pros to the amateur level, you can't freaking help a team, man. You can't help a team turn the page to be successful. You can't help your peers around you be successful. You know, as they say, some guys make other players better. These guys don't make other players better. These guys are just really padding their stats, you know, on their quest to run for the Hall of Fame because that's the best they'll be able to do. They're not going to win any championships. And hopefully they stay hopefully they stay healthy long enough to, uh, you know, get the right contracts from a financial standpoint. But I won't fall back, you know, five minutes to play. And now and man, that's we're going to clo- close out. And, I, and the second that very quick, too, is, you know, like I said, when I played overseas, uh, I couldn't find salad dressing. They told me to use, you know, vinegar, oil, and lemon juice, you know. So, you know, we got we to gotta think about uh, just what you said. I mean, what if somebody like Zion uh, would have went overseas somewhere, you know, during the summer for six to eight weeks? You know, what type of influence would that, would that have had on him? Versus him pretty much playing against little boys and dunking over them, you know. We're right. talking about the superior athlete, right? Yeah, I mean, the only people that really had grown man game when they came into the league, let's just be honest. Uh, Kevin Kevin Garnett Absolutely. toughened up really quick. He toughened up really quickly. And LeBron James. Above and beyond that, we have yet uh, – I'm sorry – Amari Stoudemire. Other than yeah. that, well, I guess I, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a throw Carmelo into that, that mix, too, even though he went to Syracuse for a year. I'm going to throw him into that mix because if there was no Syracuse, he definitely could have made an impact coming in. Maybe. Right yeah. Or maybe, maybe that year at Syracuse made him a better player. But other than those names, even Kobe Bryant struggled. You know, you're going to have to – put that work in if you want to be a successful professional basketball player coming out of the high school ranks. Because in America, I mean, it's it's just, it's hot dogging. You know, if you're bigger, stronger, faster than your peers, like Zion, you know, classic example, man, we might have to, we might have to put some more time on this thing because we're going to open up another can of worms. But like Zion, man, matter of fact, I will put a little, a little more time on this, man. We'll extend it out, you know. So we can we can we can really address this situation with him. It's a, it, it's it's important. It is important. It's it's important. It's important. It's it's <laughs> Zion, man. But I'm gonna come back to Zion in one second. But like, so Mikey Williams right now. I mean, mm-hmm. he's today's he's today's Felipe Lopez. You know, there was mm. so much hype about Felipe Lopez. Look him up, guys. 1990 class of 1995 96 somewhere around there felipe lopez out of new york city went to st john uh he was in that uh elite class of god sham god god sham god and uh the great stefan from coney island marbury and uh i think what was 
was Tim Thomas in that uh, class with them? Absolutely, Tim Thomas. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, yeah, cool. Tim Thomas was in that class with those guys. So, man, that was supposed to be some ballers, shot callers, you know, coming out in that particular group. And you know, here we have Mikey. We got Bronny James um, on the verge. Uh, we had Dwayne Wade, son, who kind of faded into obscurity, but he did get drafted number 13 in the G League, and that's where he's honing his skills right now, along with Leangelo. Leangelo Ball is in the G League as well. And so these are the things that you want to avoid, man. But we're going to be right back so we can start talking about Zion. The rise and fall of Big Z. And then we're back, man. We're about to start talking about Big Z, but – at the rise and fall of Zion Williamson, um, as it stands right now in the league, but yeah, man, just just adding to these kids. Hey, if you're really that good, like they say, they can find you anywhere. But you guys have way more flexibility than you had in the past, so don't be scared, man. You know what I mean? Luca, Luca was signed early, man. You know, a lot of these international stars that make the uh, the trek over to the NBA at some point, like Luka Donanovich over with the Dallas Mavericks, uh, Dirk Nowitzki, uh, Nowitzki, and uh, even Tony Parker. You know, they, they've all played for their country's international team, which is professional for the most part. They're playing with the big boys. They don't have all that uh, small-level high school basketball, so – you know, step out, man. Step out, step up. Get you an agent early, man, and say to hell with it because you can do it now. That's what I encourage you to do as far as definitely from a hooping standpoint. Zion, big chunky. Man. Chunky A. Yeah. <laughs> you, you remember Chunky A with uh, 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 Arsenio Hall? <laughs> yeah, but, but, but Zion, you know, he, he he's, a, he's the biggest thing that hit America – since you kill O'Neal, right? Yeah, man. He's an enigma, and and but the the problem is is we know about Bo Jackson's story too, right? Bo knows. So the question is 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 he a situational player uh, due to his physicality or lack thereof, or hmm. if he has a change of scenery? Will he be able to be pushed to his full potential? Because we're still talking about a, a 21, 22-year-old uh, kid. Well, it goes a little something like this, right? Mm-hmm. Let's let's hit the facts, man. Let's hit the facts button. 21 years old, man. Right now, Zion Williamson, uh, number one draft pick in 2019. It is now 2022. So, uh Long story short, let's see. What's the biggest biggest questions that we have to answer here? First of all, six foot six, as they have him marked at six six. You know, like a Barkley, not even a LeBron James, six six. Uh, high school dominated, man. Dominated the the Catholic Christian high school division that he played in Spartanburg Spartanburg day so you can only imagine if he's six foot six he may have grown maybe a few inches he may he may have been playing at about six two ish around that time 
He's now six six, filled out a little bit. But who could guard him in high school? Nobody. I mean, this guy was hitting windmill dunks. He was looking like Sean Kemp, you know, with the highlights. You know, Mr. Basketball, 2018, McDonald's, yada, 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 ACC, uh, tournament MVP, uh, all-freshman team, ACC Rookie of the Year, Carl Malone Award, and countless awards, man. I mean, goddamn, at least 10, 15, hey, Wayman, hey, this is important right here for you, man, Wayman Tisdale Award. You know, <laughs> you know. Um, even as a even as a rookie in the league now, let's not let's not get it twisted. NBA All Rookie First Team. He was a NBA All Star in twenty one. He was selected to the elite, to the to the All Star team. Has a great upside. Played with a bunch of small guys. Uh, Shusevsky, I know a lot of people want to play with him, play for him. Even Kobe said, Kobe said, Shusevsky helped him improve his game when he played for Shusevsky and the Olympics a few times. Mm-hmm. So, definitely, good coach, great coach. But Zion Williamson, as far as him developing, uh, he did what he did all throughout high school at Duke, which was catch lobs. Uh, he hit a few three-pointers, you know, uh, here and there. But for the most part, it was a lazy-ass game that he played because he – I mean, a person like that can easily put up 20 points with the agility, the size that he has. But mm-hmm. the skill set – is he really, really a good NBA player, man? What's your take? Well, I think it goes back to the the notion of being a situational player because Zion is really good at what he does with hold the on, right amount on, of talent. Hold on now. Hold on, hold on. Well, you say situational player. Keep in mind, he's averaging career-wise 27 points. Seven rebounds, three 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 assists per game as a Pelican. Oh, with Lonzo Ball, without. Uh, however you want to serve it. <laughs> Those oh. are his stats. Well, and, and that's that's and that's what we're talking about right here, and that's just what we should be talking about as far as mental health to a certain degree. Uh, I think if you look at Zion on the sidelines and things of that sort, and you look into his eyes, and I'm not saying you should diagnose somebody like that, but I, I, I see uh, uh, when you're 21 years old, you should be driven, uh, not confused. True. Uh, he's played in all of 85 games at this point. Uh, first, a first-year campaign, 24 he was coming off the foot injury that he suffered from Duke, so and an abbreviated season with COVID in the bubble. So uh he competed in the twenty four games. Last year, sixty one games before it was shut down. Um knee injury or leg injury to some effect. We don't really have a clear and the foot injury. Foot injury. So it was it was uh stated to the to the public. 
he's shooting 42% from the three-point line. He's shooting 29% from the three-point line in the second year. Field goal percentage as a big man, uh, right at about 60%. And mm. uh, he was the aver- he's averaging literally 30 minutes a game by the numbers. Yeah, I mean, the you know, numbers don't lie, and, you know, stats don't lie, but the injury reserve was sure as hell doesn't lie. So True. at the at the end of the day, uh, we, 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 it's all about can you give me 20 points with a bum ankle, right? Can right. you are – you, are you able to play below the rim? You know, hence, uh, not to go off subject, mellow ball and things of that sort. Uh, he's a, he, he's a long guy, but mellow ball's not going to dunk on you. You know, he's going to spin it off the glass and things. He's going to preserve the career. It, but part of, part of Zion's dynamic is, you know, being able to get up in the air with that size because he's able to move objects out the way from a physics standpoint and be able to put the ball in the hole. But the, the, the only problem is he's got to have the right personnel around him, you know, for this to be, uh, his game. You know, that way I'm not saying situational. Can't, at the end of the day, can Zion go and get his own shot by himself? I think history is proven yes. I mean, the average yeah. what he's average. Again, he, he does, he does, he does have a nice soft touch jumper. So he's averaging sixty percent. So I mean, he's not dunking. He's not he's not dunking sixty percent of the time. But you know, I look at let's look at contract though. He's in a four year contract. Twenty 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 million was guaranteed of the forty four forty four million dollars that he signed. He becomes a restricted free agent in twenty twenty three. So he's in year three right now. Uh, next year he becomes a restricted free agent. Now. Again, he's appeared understanding uh, understanding Hovit. He's appeared in all of what would be officially one season out of the three years when it when it all when it's all said and done. So the body in itself should be well rested. Um, now here's where he stands with this. Do they trade him for value? Because if not, the rookie extension, man, he can go 25% above cap. He can do a five-year max deal at $181 million as they're anticipating right now. Or, you know, you trade this guy, number one draft pick. He's down in uh, bummy New Orleans, which is a horrible place for the NBA yeah, I said it. I think they yeah. should move on. I think they should sell sell that team and move on back out to uh, out to Seattle. You know, bring the Supersonics back. Not that I'm a fan, but you know, it it, it just makes sense, man. It's just New Orleans. The market itself is kind of horrible down there, man. We've seen they've had a lot of number one picks. This is not the first one. They've had AD. AD was productive, man, but couldn't lift them out of the basement. They had uh, DeMarcus Cousins, 
uh, after he left Sacramento. So it was ADN, uh, DeMarcus Cousins, Boogie Cousins down there. And uh, he got hurt, couldn't recover. We got David West that was out there for a while. Uh, Chris Paul was out there for a spin as well. And it's just not the place, man. It, it seems like it's uh, it's uh, it's haunted, to say the least. Mm-hmm. And 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 and, it, and it's draining on players' careers because uh, I mean Chris Paul turned into a, a totally different player once he hit L.A. Man after he left New Orleans. And uh, mm-hmm. same thing about David David West. David West was able to get him a title over there with the Golden State uh, after he left New Orleans. Uh, we see AD got a title after he left and went to L.A. Cousins, <laughs> unceremoniously, he could have had a championship, but they keep trading the man just as they win championships or, or get on get very close to winning championships. So I don't know what it is behind the scenes, man. Maybe he's an AD, you know, behind the scenes, but who knows, personality-wise. But Zane Williamson, the verdict is out, man. He's turning into a big boy, man. Stay puff. Stay puff. Yeah. No boy. But we can't. the 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 last thing about it is, is at the end of the day, the NBA cannot afford for Zion Williams to be a bust. The NBA they can't. They can't afford it. Nah, man. Uh, a uh, uh, three minute warning right here. We gonna close out on this on this note. They can't afford it because who's the perennial star, man? There's a lot of names, but it it, it went Jordan to Shaq. From Shaq to Kobe, from Kobe to Dwayne, and slash LeBron. I mean, I know Iverson was in the mix, mix, but the league was never really his. You know, he's kind of like the uh, the underground king, the mixtape legend out there. But as far as to carry the league to be the brand ambassador, big brand ambassador, NBA needs to find one right now, man. Two minutes, you got the floor. Close this out, my guy. Yeah, and, and I think Lamelo Ball is—he's gonna—he's a three-generation player. And what I mean by that is he plays like Magic Johnson, so he's gonna bring Grandma, your mom, and then you're gonna be watching him play. But the he's only problem mom. is, Grandma, whoa, mom, whoa, <laughs> whoa, we, whoa! I mean, hey, man, I still got the converse, but you know, realistically. He's got to be able to play against somebody else. And like I said, I mean, uh, I wouldn't mind Zion playing under Jordan uh, in practice every day. I'll leave it at that. Woo! I hear you, man. All three convicted down there on the Ahmad Avery murder case. Two are going to be uh, living confined in prison for the rest of their life with no chance of parole. One could potentially get parole, but, I mean, these guys are pretty old, so... Who knows, man? They may all die in the hands of the law. We shall see. Uh, justice will serve in that situation. And uh, that's the Talking Chip Podcast, man. Sports Rant. We coming in late night for you. Giving it to you straight, raw, and uncut. Unlike he SPN. <laughs> see you next time. All right.